experiments on yourself that had like real long-term effects or i guess any experiments on yourself at all experiments yeah. uh, absolutely long-term effects uh get back to me later <laughs> gotcha cool what kind of what kind of experiments on myself yeah well i mean drugs right that's that's self-experimentation oh, okay <laughs> what guess. kind of experiment are we saying so uh we're going to explain how keelan's brain works and okay. why it works that way quite a bit because when i was a little kid i uh found out i don't remember what i was watching but basically it was like a guy that could like hang out in dreams it wasn't like a sandman or it was a bad tv show that was yeah. just going on but i was like oh yeah that's right uh, it was right when I was learning about lucid dreaming and that it was a thing, but I had to have been like eight or nine years old. And I decided that I was going to start having a dream of uh, a library and I was going to use the library to find visual memories from my day so I could use time dilation in my sleep to go over the memories Okay, now I understand the question. <laughs> so theoretically, I would be able to just look at a book and I wouldn't have to read the page. I would just have to make sure there was a firm image and then I could go in my dream later that night when I have super dream dilation and take all the time I want reading it. I also during this time decided to set my brain up into Windows, which is why I don't know if system. you ever see me. Yes. Okay. And I chose fucking Windows. I yeah. think it was uh, 95. <laughs> the Windows 95? It would have been like 93 or 95. Would okay. have been one of them. But that is, those are the windows that pop up in my head. That's If you ever see me, I type with my fingers randomly. Yeah. That's me actually using my brain. Nice. Um, no, it's <laughs> not because I had limited myself to Windows 93. Um but yeah, so I did that. I spent like three or four months, like every night before I went to sleep when I was in grade school, just like, all right, you're going to have this dream of this. And I would spend like my days or like some time at school finding something that I was going to find in the library later in the night. This plan never worked. I got to a point where I was like, I would regularly dream of a library and I would regularly be in control which ended up being lucid dreaming but i would never uh, be able to use the dream time dilation thing that i wanted to so I, you couldn't like manipulate your dream i to could do manipulate things. my dream okay but the time dilation thing wouldn't work well, like what's I'd the time go into dilation? My, so you know when you dream for like three months and yeah. you wake up and it's been two hours yep, yep. that's what i was trying to take okay. advantage of i see it's like in my dream i can use my recall from my normal memory to get all that extra time yeah and because uh, this is all this all stems from the fact that i'm a very poor reader and i when i was a kid was just like well there's one way around that i can have more time to read yeah. um but the time dilation thing would never work i would get in my dream and i would get in control of everything and I would be walking around and then I wake up and it would have been the exact opposite where I had a four minute dream that was eight hours. So 
so I didn't get that part, but I did almost exclusively lucid dream all the way up until I quit drinking. Damn. And almost exclusively nightmares. <laughs> That's horrible. So I know it got to the point where when you're lucidly dreaming in a nightmare over and over and over again, it gets boring. So I've had like nightmares where I'm getting skinned alive and I'm just like, okay, this again. Like it just goes like that all the way up until I quit drinking, and then I almost completely stopped remembering my dreams at all. Wait, why were you getting skinned alive in a lucid dream? Well, they're all lucid dreams. That was just a dream in which I was getting skinned alive, and I think I was getting getting skinned alive at that point in time. Oh God, what was that? Dream? Maybe I'm not understanding lucid dreaming right. Lucid Isn't dreams that where just when you... you know you're in a dream. Okay, I'm thinking more of where you get to the point where you can manipulate your dreams. But I'm, I was just like, why would you want to be skinned alive? Like, no, that's that the thing. It's like I would just start normal lucid dreaming. And like the dream always starts with you not being in control. And right. it takes a couple of minutes. Because my favorite one is always like I've had a lot of zombie nightmares where zombie logic is going on in the nightmare. And yeah. then I come to and I'm like, wait a minute. That's not how anybody would do any of this. Why are we all? <laughs> they're dumb zombies. Let's just dig a hole and stand on the other side of it. Like, that's what happens is you end up in the scenario that you don't want to be in because that's how a normal dream happens. Then the lucid part like kicks in and me getting skinned alive. I was getting skinned alive tied to a chair. Okay. So I couldn't get up from where I was. And I'm trying to remember why I was getting skinned alive. I think I was just getting tortured because I also got shot because it was one of those like you can never die in the chair things. <laughs> but so I got yeah, real. One of those things. Yeah. Well, I, it's a trope. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I got like real used to just being fucking blase about my terrible nightmares. And then I almost completely stopped dreaming or stopped remembering my dreams. That's yeah. why that uh, or Jurassic Park song dream was one of the best dreams i've had in a couple of years because it's like nice. the only dream i've had in a couple of years yeah i don't remember too many of my dreams these days i kind of i go through different phases of like remembering and not remembering um, i always feel like it has something to do with what i ate yeah i think food does have a big effect on that you know and there are all the that info out there like oh chocolate will give you crazy dreams or whatever which i find to be partially true i this is the first time i've heard of that oh really two things that i've heard that are supposed to give you crazy dreams are chocolate and blue cheese well i'm not gonna try the blue cheese because gorgonzola <laughs> can suck my flamanda um <laughs> you're a blue cheese hater i don't like yeah i don't like blue cheese it tastes like stale dirt hmm do you have the tasting gene? Do you know? Do you like cilantro? Do I have a perfect... No, so it's not, do I like cilantro? Do you think it tastes like soap? Um, so that's an allergen. But it may be tied to the tasting gene. Do you know the tasting gene? There's a chemical, like there's a test that they give you to see if you have the tasting gene. They put a chemical on a little strip of paper and you taste it. People that have the tasting gene will taste the chemical. It tastes horrible, super bitter people that don't have it don't taste anything so there's i'm not sure if this is proven but it's believed that tasters experience the flavor of cilantro like soap so here's what i know about cilantro okay some people are allergic to cilantro yeah and that reaction makes it taste like soap and those people usually don't like cilantro except for some of those people who like the flavor of soap interesting 
I wonder if like there's some the truth is like somewhere in between it our t- the two between, shit that someone just is, told us. This is something that happens a lot in this country, yeah. especially because I hate it when people lie about their allergens. Yeah, because in a kitchen, I have to do a bunch of extra stuff if you have an allergen versus I just don't like it. Yeah. I don't care either way. They pay me money to put food on there. So long as you're ordering something on the menu, I don't give a fuck. But when you say you're allergic to it, I have to interrupt everybody else's day and like right. clean off a whole fucking table and do a bunch of special stuff versus if you don't like it, I just don't put it on there. And it's a very different thing. So yeah. almost every time somebody says they're allergic to something in this country, a cook automatically is like bullshit because most of the time it is bullshit. And people who are allergic to real stuff usually tell you before everyone orders. Yeah. So they'll like make sure that because they want you to do all that special stuff. Um, So have you heard of a celery allergen? No. It's actually one of the most common allergens in the world. Interesting. And it is not in America. Like, we specifically, it's one of those allergens that comes from your diet in the first place. So people in North America just don't develop that allergen because of our diets. But it is very prevalent in the rest of the world. And I didn't know that until a bunch of Turkish people started telling me they were allergic to celery. And I was like, you're full of shit, man. <laughs> but yeah, it's like celery. It seems like there's nothing in it. But I could also see. Yeah. Well, it's the same kind of like it. It's very prevalent versus when you get people who I know people who cook that firmly believe that they're allergic to uh, green peppers, but not red peppers weird yeah do you know why that's weird why they're literally the same plant like not like this is one offshoot and this is another offshoot a green pepper is an immature red pepper they are the exact same (laughs) plant you cannot say that you're allergic to one and not the other yeah that's crazy yeah people do that shit all the time it's yeah anyway this went on a weird tangent did you have something (laughs) that you want we went on this weird tangent because of lucid dreaming um and we were talking about foods that inspire dreaming but you said something so i've had a couple of lucid dreams and the first one i had was because i got stabbed in the dream ah last (laughs) time i got stabbed in a dream that i remember it turned into a banana interesting (laughs) that was right after i got my appendix taken out damn because yeah trauma dreams are real yeah if you have surgery and stuff you tend to have nightmares directly afterwards Oh, dude, I had the wildest nightmare after my first surgery. I got my parathyroid removed. Um, I still remember it. Like, it wasn't that crazy of a dream. Just the feeling that I had was so insane. I was in a store or something in the dream. And basically, like, this evil dude came up to me. I just knew he was evil. He didn't even really, like, look particularly evil or anything like that. No one else knew. But then he, like grabbed me in the dream and it was like in the dream he was like shooting some kind of energy into me like through the grab but I like felt it in real life to the point where it woke me up and I woke up and was actually like twitching like the way you would be like if you're getting electrocuted yeah and in the dream I was trying to like punch this dude to like get him to stop and my ex-girlfriend at the time was sleeping in bed with me and I punched her in my sleep and woke up and was like still feeling like I was getting shocked 
and was like saying that to her like what's shocking me like something like that <laughs> um and yeah she was just telling me oh you're dreaming whatever and that was the end of it but i'll never forget that feeling it was a crazy feeling so anyways <laughs> do you have another you were starting to tell about a lucid dream prior to that oh well, the first lucid dream i had uh it basically was triggered because somebody stabbed me so it was in my dad's old apartment complex after like long after he had moved out is where the dream took place uh, I was like looking for him or something and this guy came up to me stabbed me in the stomach but when he stabbed me I started floating up into the air and just something right then in the dream it triggered me like when when people stab you you don't float up in the air so I was in the air just thinking hey what's going on like I got stabbed this shouldn't be happening realized that i was dreaming and just started flying <laughs> i mean that's cool i've never been able to fly in any of my dreams um i will however say that some of my favorite dreams to become lucid like halfway through because of fear because that happens a lot where you just kind of get shocked into yeah. being like wait a second is um when i was about 25 i started having nightmares about not graduating high school <laughs> so it would just be like i'd come Which, did to, you ever worry about that in the first place no never <laughs> once not a single bit in high school was yeah. i ever worried about even showing up to high school <laughs> yeah. but so basically i will just like come to in a math class with a fucking full beard and be getting <laughs> grilled at by like a teacher being like you didn't turn in your homework last week and i look up and realize it's never a real teacher that i've ever had it's always like dream teacher of some kind. And I realize I'm like, I, this, this guy's real close to my same height. I think I might be in my 20s or 30s. I don't have to do anything he says, but you still like intellectually, you're completely out of the dream, but you're still responding the yeah. way you would in high school. And I'm just like in the back of my head being like, dude, just slap him. Just slap him. You can you can hit him. This isn't real. It's all fake. Go for it. <laughs> I, I never like I. Those are dreams I wake up from, and I'm just like, fuck. Now I gotta go to work. <laughs> this is the worst day ever. That's supposed to be the big trigger for lucid dreaming, right? Is noticing things in dreams that wouldn't make sense in real life. Sort of the way I. The reason why I was lucid dreaming as long as I did is because I kind of just trained myself to lucid dream so because you, you can i learned about this afterwards but there's a way that you can train yourself into lucid dreaming and yeah. like you can give yourself key phrases and whatever before you go to sleep and whatever there's even a device for lucid dreaming i'm sure it works <laughs> but yeah so i mean i did it just by trying to over and over again like i didn't even realize what i was doing as a kid and then i got more interested into it afterwards and then kind of realized that I might have been able to do a lot more damage to myself than uh, probably good. Because I was if essentially hypnotizing myself unconscious. Yeah. So the second time I lucid dreamed was because I tried to flip a light switch and nothing happened. So you took the advice from the movie exactly. Waking Life. So yeah. when you said you floated away... The fir or you said you were floating. The first thing that came to my head was at the end of that movie when he's trying to grab the door handle yeah. to his car. Like that's it was just you in that animation. <laughs> I mean, it kind of was like that animation, but 
But yeah, I got stabbed and was like just way higher and wasn't trying to reach a car. So. One thing I firmly disagree with in that movie is that you can't read stuff in dreams. You can't trying read to think if I've random read. background stuff, but you can read the stuff that you're supposed to be able to read. Like signs and whatever. Yeah, well, that was yeah. the whole my purpose of making the library in my brain that oh, I just went and looked just at stuff. full of shit that you couldn't read. Yeah, <laughs> but I could read anything that I could manage because I never really got to the point where the library was useful because of time dilation, but I did build the library. It got done. There was a place where I could go and pull a memory f- like still image out of a giant drawer and pull it out and have a full page of a book, and I could read that. Yeah, I would just only have two seconds to read it before I woke up. Hmm, that's interesting. I want to try to read more in my dream now. I've been trying to remember my dreams more because it's real weird that I stopped dreaming after I stopped drinking. Like, yeah, that is weird. But uh, at the same time, prior to that, they were almost all nightmares. So 50 50. <laughs> yeah. I remember I told a friend of mine about my dreams one time <laughs> because I, I really do have like 50 50 kind of dreams. Like, half of them are what I have now learned, I, I think, is the way that most people dream, which is just like everyday kind of life stuff, but like super wacky. Yeah, and then I was telling my friend once I was playing music with him and I was making reference to my dreams and like describing this part of the song and I was like, oh yeah, it's just like in a dream. And he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, tell me what your dream's like. And I was like, you know, when it's like just color and noise. And he's oh, like, Oh, I've had dreams no? like that. Those <laughs> okay, are actually so, some of the worst nightmares I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, I have a lot of dreams that are just like, color and like changing color and there's noise that's happening at the same time but there's not like a any sense of image yeah or like realism or like a thing or anything it's like just i also had a color. mushroom trip like that once nice yeah it was not a good mushroom trip but wow. i mean the visuals were excellent i wasn't like so the mushroom trip was fine the guy that was in the mushroom trip wasn't doing so well yeah that's a bummer so did you have a subject that you wanted to breach oh i don't necessarily have a subject but i do have a few things that i've been thinking about um let me pull one up it's time for more nasty sports birds i just want to bring up some facts about this guy while i talk about him um i thought his name was wiley something for a second (laughs) i was like wiley scott so, Laramie Tunsil. Have you ever heard of this guy? Laramie Tunsil? Tunsil. Tunsil. Yeah. No. That reminds me of Timmy the Tooth. <laughs> yeah. It is a weird name, Tunsil. And Laramie. Laramie Tunsil. Like, yeah. Anyways. Um, he's a he's an athlete. He's a football player. We're going to talk about sports for a little bit. Oh, man. <laughs> but in a fun way. That's what they said in school. <laughs> Uh, this dude went to Ole Miss, which is well known for being like a good football school. All the southern states are kind of well known for football. He, let's see, 20, okay, 2015. He was going into his senior year when he declared for the NFL draft. Um, he was projected to be the number one pick. Kind of runaway, like, oh, this dude's the best. Gotcha. He played defense, which is, if you're super good at defense in football, you're generally very highly valued. Like, you're going to go first round. 
So he was like the number one pick, first guy in the first round. There wasn't really a debate about it. It was just a matter of waiting. Obviously, if he gets signed in the NFL, especially if you're the number one pick, you get a ton of money. You know, the further down the picks you go, you're still getting millions of dollars. In most cases, some of them get like hundreds of thousands. You're still getting millions of dollars, but it'll be like scaled down, right? But so this guy's like the top of that, like about to make a ton of money. Obviously, at this point, he has made no money playing football because he's, you know, the whole thing. College yeah, athletes can't to, get paid. Yeah. Um, mere hours before the draft, a video comes out of him smoking weed out of a gas mask bong. I mean, <laughs> I'm of two minds about this. How was it like years beforehand or was it like he was getting drafted when he hit this bong? Uh, it, it was a f- somewhat recent video. I mean, at this point, he's like, what, 20, like yeah, early 20s? And it's like, he was a full grown man at this point. It wasn't yeah, like he was whole, like... Yeah, my whole yeah. thing was when people get caught with that shit is like, a, you can't expect a human being made out of flesh and blood not to hit a gas mask bong, especially if they've never seen one before. Because that's the same, I ended up in a race car. Because I wasn't going to get that opportunity again. Like, I have no reason to be in a race car at all. But you just kind of do things for experiences. So, like, to some degree, it's just a guy putting on the bong, whatever. But also, if he knew he was going to be getting looked at, probably don't hit it. If it's before he knew he was getting looked at, I think we should all have the common sense to ignore it. Because, like, obviously, he was just a kid doing kid shit. Yeah, but I mean, uh, so, valid points. I mean, at this point, he's a college student, so he's still a kid. Yeah, but so in, what, so in my head, if he knows that he is going to have people looking right. for it, like at the point when that becomes clear, right there is when you should start caring, like when we should start caring. So like anything prior to that, if he did it like before he knew he was even had an option of getting drafted or whatever, we should all just be like, yeah, let's just forget about that. Yeah. But then after he knows that he's going to be in the public eye, there should be a, some degree of like, well, you knew people were going to be looking, so don't feel bad. I don't think he should be penalized for it in any way, because like I said, you can't not hit the gas mask bomb. <laughs> yeah. Well, so there's there's a few strange things about it, too. Um, I said mere hours before the draft. I just fact-checked that quickly here. It was actually 10 minutes before the draft. Oh. The other thing is the video appeared on his own Twitter account. So, and in this gas mask, can you see his face? Yeah. You know, I haven't watched the video since shortly after it happened, but I think there was something that made it clearly identifiable. Because I would have just denied that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you also have to think this dude is a physical specimen, so it's like probably not a lot of people look like him. Which could still be faked or whatever. where there is an entire house of incredibly strong dudes. (laughs) Well, so here's what's interesting about it. I mean, I think all of this is interesting so far. But like I said, he was expected to be the first person to go in the draft. You know, this happens 10 minutes before the draft. His agent immediately says, like, oh, his Twitter was hacked, whatever. But a lot of teams just straight up took this dude off of their draft board meaning like they were thrown around the idea of getting him and then they were just like nah fuck it okay 
and just took him completely off, right? So he does end up getting drafted, but he was, you know, projected to go first, and he ends up going 13th. Okay. So he signed, let me see the deal here. Basically, I don't know the exact amount of money, but it's like this video cost this dude millions of dollars. Well, technically more than millions if he was actually going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, I guess. Well, how many millions is up to debate? Well, so he's still in the league. He's still making money. But yes. Yeah. Well, and so I get what you're saying. So, he but could be. theoretically, that is still affecting him now. Yes. Because it he is. started out further back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I sort of know how sports works. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think he was hacked? Uh, there is a theory that the team that selected him was actually the team that posted it, just wanting to lower his value so they could get him cheaper. I mean, you see, I would agree that he might have been hacked, but that's something that should be pretty easy to fucking find out unless somebody used his device to do it. Like, they can just see what IP made... Yeah, I, I'm kind of interested if that ever was a discussion. That's I mean, a real easy fix. If he gives Twitter permission to give the commission his information, then they could just know that. Yeah, I mean, if someone was giving, especially nefarious, I mean, I would expect them to kind of hide their identity a little bit or do it on a computer in a public space. Or that but wasn't that's theirs, the thing is it would but... still be a computer. That guy's using his phone for Twitter. I guess right. not getting on a fucking computer. Like, it will be a different IP address right. than his phone. And that's all, like, that is a 20-minute process to find that out. Yeah. So, if there was something weird with, like, oh, my shit was logged on from another device during that time, yeah, 100%, you were hacked. Um, I don't think you should have gotten in trouble for it in the first place. I don't think that you smoking weed, um, especially if you're, like, you're a peak fucking athlete being <laughs> yeah. picked for all kinds of shit and you got caught smoking weed yep is the same way i feel i don't know it's it's real hard that guy can do all this shit while he's high like calm the fuck down <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you guys are fucking you guys are just jealous is the only real thing that comes to my head and I do. The only reason I can see of it coming out at the time that it did would be specifically to devalue him, unless he like fucked someone's girlfriends. Yeah, I don't know all the theories that are out there. I think I just gave you most of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, there is also another kind of controversy with this dude that he was accepting money while he was in college, and this was some kind of like retribution for that. Um, because I think, I think someone that was involved in him getting that money was implicated in, in legal charges, and he never was. So he was taking money. The person giving him money got caught. He didn't get in trouble. Correct. Gotcha. So this might be some revenge. Yes. Which I personally love revenge, <laughs> but at the same time, like that shouldn't have fucked him over. And at very least, if it was that controversial with this much money. Because this is millions of dollars. Yeah. Realistically, millions of dollars. So that guy's salary in one school district could keep it running. Like, this is oh, my absolutely. problem. Like, the <laughs> amounts of money that we're giving people. If yeah. there's that much money in flux, and you think that something nefarious might have happened, you should probably pause the whole fucking thing till you know what's going on instead of going forward with it. 
Yeah. If you have that much shit going on and it's that important to you, the timeline of the draft shouldn't be the thing that you need to uphold. You should uphold finding out whether or not somebody's trying to blackmail people, basically. Or I guess (laughs) just defamation. Yeah. I think he would have an interesting case, and I don't know if he's pursued it. I'm kind of looking at this Wikipedia article. I don't see anything immediately. Uh, If he ever pursued anything that was like, you know, there was basically a, a campaign against me to sully my reputation, and these are the damages, because I think he does have a legitimate case. I want to talk about another athlete now that people... You know, Laramie Tunsil's kind of a famous case of like, oh, this dude lost a ton of money that he should have had, right? That's the way people feel about it. I was going to say should is definitely. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I want to talk about this other guy. He is an NBA player. Spencer Dinwiddie is his name. (sighs) They all have awesome names. Spencer Dinwiddie? (laughs) Uh, Din with an N. Din? So like in the Din? Yep. Dinwiddie? So he is not related to Witwicky? Oh, I mean, I can't say. Transformers fame? 100%. Who was murdered by a (laughs) robot? Um. Or do you know uh, what Din Djarin? Wasn't that the dude in uh, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic? Oh, I didn't get to play that all the way through. I'm pretty sure his name was Din. That was, yeah, that was a hardcore RPG, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, That was one of the ones that I was real jealous that I never got to play. Oh, dude. Well, so I recently got it on PC and the Switch version I have coming. So we got to play that. That'll be fun. But anyways. Anyway, so back to Darth Jin, whatever his name is. <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, a quick random side note. Spencer Dinwiddie currently plays for the Dallas Mavericks, which just beat the shit out of the Phoenix Suns for a historic collapse. The Suns had the worst all-time loss in a Game 7 in basketball history. It was great. So, in order for this to make sense, this means that that this playoffs correct playoffs. Yes. So, in Game Seven, just in Game Seven, we're comparing Game Seven of the playoffs. Their collapse of everything, not the worst game in history, just of the situation of being in playoffs and fucking it up at the end. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There have been worse losses. Um, we're kind of in the same. Because well, that was going to be my ask. Is it like a loss because the turnaround was like four hundred points somehow, which is theoretically possible in a basketball game? Yeah. Now, so this is in a game seven playoff series. All of them now are uh, best of seven games. It used to be best of five, best of seven, but now they're all best of seven. So the reason this one's so crazy is like if you get to game seven. It's been a super tight series, right? Like, both teams have won three games. Like, you probably are at a similar level of skill. Uh, At some points in this Game 7 that the Phoenix Suns lost, they were down by, like, 42. I think they ended up losing by, like, 30. Yeah, we got absolutely dominated. It's, uh, like, I think it's funny. I think people way overrated the Suns, so I can laugh at it. But it was bad. It was a horrible loss. But anyways... Spencer Dinwiddie is currently on that Mavericks team, but the other thing that Spencer Dinwiddie is well known for in NBA circles is that he is very into crypto. So, in 2020, 
he was due for a new contract. Did he get paid all the way in crypto? Well, so the NBA wouldn't do something like that. He didn't propose it. But what he did propose was that he tokenize his contract. Right? So he was going to make a representation of his contract. He was going to sell that off to investors for a certain price with the idea that that contract over time as a good investment would become more valuable, right? This token created from this NBA contract, especially because it was the first of its kind, you know, it should have this value, whatever. That was his pitch. And this is in the NFT space, or is this he's actually just making a physical copy? No, this would have been a a cryptocurrency. So not an NFT, but his own cryptocurrency Okay, that was based off of a tokenization of his contract. So that's what he was using as his gold standard to back up his cryptocurrency. Gotcha. And his idea was, you know, the value of money in present is better than waiting for that money down the line, right? If someone's like, I'll give you 20 million, you're like, give it to me now. Don't break it up over five years because in five years, that last... Four million is like worth less than what it was at the beginning of the contract. I mean, that's assuming inflation goes a yes. certain way. Yes, which it's it never gone the other way. <laughs> yeah. So there's no reason to assume. <laughs> yes. So the NBA says, "Hey, if you do that, we're gonna ban you forever." <laughs> and Spencer Dinwiddie says, "Okay, well, never mind. I like I want to play basketball. Forget about it." That's a surprisingly clever thing to try. Like, that that does not seem like he needs to play basketball for a living. Well, so Spencer Dinwiddie is a really smart guy. Uh, I would say... Well, his last name is Dinwiddie. That's <laughs> wit is in there. Yeah. I would say out of all athletes... I mean, this is a generalization, and I don't know a ton of other athletes, but basketball players kind of seem to be a little bit more educated. I won't necessarily say smarter. I'll just say like they generally have kind of more information and education in their background. Do you think that it's because for a long time, basketball players weren't the ones that got to do whatever they wanted in college and had to be held to higher standards because they were letting all the football guys go through? (laughs) And that this is actually a decent case study for not just letting people (laughs) fucking walk through college on a sports scholarship? I think that's a good point. That could be part of it, yeah. I also think there's a weird amount of physics in basketball that makes people kind of start thinking deeper about stuff. So, anyways, back to Spencer Dinwiddie. They're like, yeah, don't tokenize your contract and we're going to ban you. He's like, okay, I won't do it. I bring all this up, like, right, that's its, its own thing. That's the story. But now, since everyone wants to shit on crypto and I don't have positive or negative opinions of it. Well, you do. They're just both so it ends up being a neutral thing (laughs) (laughs) right uh it's interesting that people so when spencer dinwiddie was first doing this it was november of 2020 right the price of bitcoin at that time was about nine thousand dollars uh everybody and and steadily rising that was like the first big jump of this jump right because it had jumped in like 2013 was that right after or right before the China making it illegal? I believe right before. I was going to say, because yeah. I think that was, it was either early 2020 or mid 2020 that 
that happen. Well, so this was at the end of 2020. I think the China thing happened at the beginning of 21, but I could be wrong. I That sounds more right. Because yeah. if it was at 6,000s at the beginning of this, that seems right. Because didn't it go below 6,000 after that? Like it went, it took like a pretty hard drop. Yeah. For like a week or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It took a little dip and then shot back up. I think when the China thing happened, it was already into the, like the 20s, 30s, maybe beyond. So this is when it was still at like 9,000, I think. But anyways, so everybody thought Spencer Dinwiddie was insanely smart. And he put out like well-written things to back up everything he was thinking. He's an educated dude. So it all... it. It seemed pretty legit. He got a lot of praise for it. Uh, you know, fast forward to 2022, it's like uh, Bitcoin and most cryptos have taken a big dive. And so now everyone, this dude's basically a joke. Like everyone shits on him, right? It's like anytime you bring up like a silly idea or like a crypto thing, it's like, yeah, this fucking idiot, Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> So, but so he didn't even end up doing it and he's getting made fun of. Well, so he, he couldn't, right? Yeah. But he does still invest in crypto and he still talks about crypto a lot. Yeah, but he hasn't done anything stupid. Like, other, he's just, he's just being a normal investor doing normal shit. And because he had an idea this one time, they're all picking on him. Yes. Mm, adults. <laughs> yeah. But this is the thing that I think is kind of wild about it, right? So people shit on him now and they're like, hey, the NBA saved your ass. Like you would have lost all your money. And it's like uh, the at the time he was doing this, he still would have made such a shitload of money. <laughs> so, yeah, I just bring up those two guys because what is Laramie Tunsil doing today? Well, in 2020... He signed the largest contract that had ever been given to an offensive lineman. What is Spencer Dinwiddie doing? Well, he's moved teams a couple times, but right now he's in the conference finals. Um, He has been killing it as of late. So I guess the point there is just like kind of interesting that these dudes have been manipulated by the media in a way, but there's a part of them that's just like, undeniable and kind of the image that was put out there was just totally wrong and it's it's funny that like well i don't know if the image was wrong that was an accurate image yeah, yeah. of those people yeah, the right. reaction was stupid yeah the response that was, yeah, i should say that was yeah. two people doing normal shit <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. was like one guy was trying to figure out a way to get his money straight and yeah. the other guy was just hitting a bong <laughs> it's like and everybody just, just like you guys are the dumbest motherfuckers I have ever seen in my entire life. You shouldn't even have jobs. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's like, you know, some dude in Canada smoking crack, writing bills. Uh, yeah, my only, I was just gonna further some of the conversation we had the other day about uh, how surprised you were that people are stupid and that <laughs> animals attack when it comes to like 
Yellowstone and out in nature and whatnot. And I talk lots and lots and lots of shit about people in those situations because they're stupid. And the reason why I do it is because of my encounters with wildlife where I have been doing everything right and it's still fucking difficult to not die. <laughs> um, so first off, I would like to ask you, have you ever been like chased or terrorized by an animal before? Like you live in Arizona, there's a pretty good chance we've got a couple of them. Um, javelina, mildly. Yeah, that's why I was. I yeah. got trapped in a wash with a javelina in like fourth grade. <laughs> yeah, I got trapped by three. That was the first time I realized how fast I could climb a fence. Nice. I haven't had too many like chase situations or even bad situations with animals because I usually spot them from afar. So, I think Javelina is maybe the biggest, like, chase situation. So, the... I've been chased, like I said, by Javelina before. Other than that, it's like, I've run into snakes and whatever. Like, normal stuff. I... Black bears when I was little. Uh, I, we saw. We did not actually come anywhere near them. And then we had some black bears from that same trip, like, tear up our campsite while we weren't there. Uh, when I moved to Wyoming, I was originally going to be afraid of bears. And then the guy like talked to me about bears because you have to do a whole you're working in the parks. What is it? Orientation. So they give you all the facts and whatever. And uh, the guy the whole time was like, yeah, everything's everything out here can kill you. That's just standard rules. And I kind of was like, whatever. Sure. Everything can kill you. I'm just going to go about my day. Two weeks into me being a guy whose job was to clean laundry and drive it maybe a quarter of a mile to drop off at these little cabins. Yeah. And the first animal that I ever got in a position where I feared for my life was a sick deer. (laughs) And it was because I was just like pulling up with these laundry bags and they're relatively heavy. They're like 40 to 60 pounds a bag. So I've got like three of these things on me and I'm just kind of duck walking and I turn the corner to go to one of them and I see a deer that is a little bit shorter than me and it's just it's got like missing tufts of hair and it looks like it's dying. Dang. So I was like, that's a fucking dying deer or whatever. It'll be afraid of me. So I just kept walking towards it and it just started grinding its like feet into the ground and did like. You know that cartoon bull thing? Yeah, where it's it, like, yeah. It was kind of doing that and just like, huh, huh. I was like, okay, man, <laughs> whatever. Like, I just backed up. And for the next hour and a half, I kept driving my little golf cart, like, back to that spot and trying to get in. And he just was blocking the door. Had no fucking idea. Was that animal had recently run from something. And uh, had been tagged by the wildlife service or whatever. Yeah. So I like, so the next day I had seen it and I was like, fuck that deer. I'm not going anywhere fucking near it, blah, blah, blah. So whatever. And I happened to be by the employee dining room where one of the wildlife guys was. And they were like, nah, man, that's, we just put that deer here. That's one of ours. We, we <laughs> took it from like some fucked up situation. I was like, okay, whatever. And so I named it Francis because apparently it was, it just decided to live there. Yeah, And so that was the first thing that tried to kill me, was Francis the deer. The second thing that I got in a situation where I was afraid of dying wasn't for years after that, when I almost stepped on a moose. Oh, shit. Right? It's scary. Well, so all of these are, like, 
This is me with my, like, I'm out in nature eyes on. Like, I was paying attention when I saw Francis. Yeah. So this moose, I decided that I was going to walk across uh, a, like, little, I don't know what the fuck to call it in an apartment complex, but those little plots, mediums with, like, grass and stuff. Like a planter. Like, way bigger. Okay. Like. Same idea, but like a, just a like little a little plot. just nature strip, but yeah. it's not even that. It's it, it's where they grow the grass in the apartment complex. Okay, but so I went to go take, uh, like I took a right and put my foot down and just hear a huh, <laughs> and it's pitch black out because it's the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, and I let my eyes focus forward, and about twenty feet away from me, there's a large uh, moose just sitting there staring at me and i was like okay like what the fuck and then i like panned my face down and i was maybe four inches from putting my foot down all the way on my right foot and there was just a huge sleeping moose there (laughs) and i was almost stepping on its ear and that was the cow and the bull was the one staring at me. So I had to freeze and pivot without putting my foot down at all. Yeah. And then walked right back into the house that I was leaving from. And was like, hey, man, can I get a ride? Because that's the only way out of there. Yeah. And I basically just had to go and get a ride, I think, two blocks. Because I didn't <laughs> want to piss off those moose. Same fucking moose were the moose that blocked me off um, from getting to work. The first time I found out that that was a valid excuse to not... Yeah, that's Be awesome. There. Yeah, so like the reason I get mad at those dumb Yellowstone motherfuckers is because they're chasing the animals when they get injured. And right. you don't have to to be in a situation where you're probably in danger. That's just being out there in the first place. Yeah. And all of the houses and whatever are just this semblance of normality. Yeah, we're at 50, so... So, hold on. Point. One thing we need to start doing is deciding whether or not we need we want to sign off. So, do you just want... We'll just say goodbye for this one, so... Yeah. Ah, uh, peace out, guys. Later. <laughs> that guy, he... I think he did pass away recently. Did he actually die? I think die? he did, yeah. That's... Does, does anybody sit there and like go through all of shit he signed off on and be like, yeah, crack it up, crack it up, crack it up? It's like the entire renewal plan was made out of crack. <laughs> that would be fucking excellent. Like, yeah, we went to go check our fucking federal water reserve. It is just a giant house. Like, he cleared it out. I don't know how he got the tanks down there. Yeah, it's like all of City Hall tested positive for crack today, so I don't know. <laughs> Funny, I don't know if this part should be left. <laughs> <laughs>